Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. We are learning Maseches Rosh Hashanah, Davches. We're starting uh, 14 lines or so from the bottom of Dav Zayin Amid Beis at the words Mesve. On Shabbos, we concluded uh, the Gemara by mentioning the fact that there are a couple of different ways to look at our Mishnah, a couple of different lenses to look through. And the Gemara begins by asking a very practical question, which is that we know the first word in our Masech is Arba, that there were four Rosh Hashanahs. So it says the Gemara, 14 lines from the bottom of Zion, we have a source in the Tanaim that doesn't seem to agree with the list that was uh, put together in our Mishnah. Shisha Asar Nisan. The 16th of Nisan is Rosh Hashanah Omer. We know that the change from Chadash to Yashan was the Hakrav Omer that was brought on the 16th of Nisan. And as well, Shisha B'Sivan on the 6th day of Sivan, that's Rosh Hashanah L'Shtei Alechem. Not every korban gets to have uh, gets to have that kind of uh, that kind of reference, but it gets a Rosh Hashanah. So therefore, says the Gemara, the Rava, according to the Shita of Rava, he should look at our Mishnah listening Shisha. Our Mishnah should say that there are six days of Rosh Hashanah throughout the year. And the Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, who looked at our Mishnah slightly differently, but still listening Chamisha. Either way we look at it, our Mishnah should have a greater count than four. So how does the Gemara get out of that? The Gemara is going to present three answers that will bring us to the two dots at the top of the page. Here's answer number one as to why our Mishnah only lists um, four and doesn't list five or six. Rosh Hashanahs. Answers the Gemara. Answer number one. Amar of Papa, ki kachashib, when our Mishnah was making the calculations of how many Rosh Hashanahs there are, midi dechayel orta. we were only talking about things that began at dark, that began at night. Midi dechayel orta. but if there was a Rosh Hashanah that didn't begin at night, so then lo kachashib, that wouldn't apply. So let's look at the two things that the Tosefta, that the Brisa said we should add. It said we should add um, uh, the Omer, which was only Karev during the day and not at night. So therefore, it doesn't, it doesn't apply. And the second answer that the, the second Rosh Hashanah the Gemara recommends is the Rosh Hashanah L'Shtei Alechem, which was brought by Shavuos. And that also is only brought during the day. So it says the Gemara, that's a great answer to preclude those two. But asks the Gemara, seven, eight lines from the bottom of Zion and Mabez, what about our reference to Regalim, which is code word for the Isser of Baal Te'acher, as mentioned at length. Baal Te'acher is the prohibition, an Isser Deoraisa, and the Bittal say If a person makes a commitment to bring a korban and they don't bring them within the requisite time, then they violated the Isser of Baal Te'acher. So Baal Te'acher, there too, korbanos can only be brought during the day. We see that that's not brought, that doesn't have a rule of night. That starts during the day. Nevertheless, our Mishnah included them. That shouldn't work. It breaks the rule that you just tried to recommend, Rav Papa. The Gemara says, no, that's not correct. Because your chiyuv to bring it began before the holiday began. Says the Gemara, Since your obligation to bring it was prior to the regal kicking in that day, that holiday upon which you would have been chayef for Baal Te'acher, since it's true, you can't bring it until the morning. But your chiyuv began prior to the onset of that holiday, therefore it can still be included. Says the Gemara, fine, let me ask another kashi against you, Rav Papa. Rav Papa, you want to say that the only things that are included in our Mishnah are things that begin with the night. What about this one? What about the 50th year? So we know that after seven cycles of seven years, the 50th year is a Yovel year. And, and Rashi fills in the gaps for us here. This is 
when we see the word yovel, it doesn't give us enough information because we're not well-educated on this stuff. I certainly am not. And the Gemara says on the second of the Rashi, excuse me, says about seven lines or so from the bottom, two lines into the widest lines. Says the Gemara, The only time that happens, when does yovel kick in? With tkiyah shofar. The Bezdin, that Bezdin will blow. And that shofar is not blown at night. It's only blown during the day. So says the Gemara, I don't understand. How could you include Yoblos, Rav Papa, if what you're saying is that the only things we include in our Mishnah are things that apply from the night prior? And not only things that apply from the day of. Let's look back in the Gemara, seven lines up on the bottom of Zion. Yovel. Yovel doesn't start unless there's going to be a shofar that's blown on Yom Kippur day. And if the shofar is going to be blown on Yom Kippur day, it shouldn't apply. That breaks the rule of Rav Papa. Says the Gemara, Vikachashiv. Nevertheless, it's included in our Mishnah. And the Gemara answers, and we'll speak about this at more length as we get to the end of the blot today on, uh, on, uh, on Davches. Says the Gemara, Rib Shmuel Benos Shab Yochanan Ben Berokahi. This um, this question is a great question, and as long as we hold like the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel ben Osher of Yochanan ben Baruka, we can get out of it. Because unlike the sheets of the Chachamim, that Yovel doesn't start until the tenth day of the month of Tishrei. That's a very think about that. There, there's like a there's like a twilight zone. You have forty nine years in a row, seven cycles of seven. The forty ninth year is a Shemitah year. Then it's Rosh Hashanah, Aleph Beis Gimel Dalad Hevav, all the way up to but not including Yom Kippur. Is not yet Yovel. It's twilight. Um, plant and work so the Gemara is going to dis- the Gemara is going to tie. It's a twilight. So the Rabbanan say, and it's a very tough sheet to really understand. We're going to spend more time on it tomorrow, but they hold that it doesn't start until that time. But to make our the sheet of Rav Papa work, we hold like well, Rav Papa seems to hold like Rav Yishmael Ben Osher of Yochanan Ben Baroka to Amar. He holds that when does Yovel start? May Rosh Hashanah Chayel, Chayel Yovel. There is no twilight zone of Aleph to Yud in the month of Tishrei. Yovel starts mamish at the exact turn of the clock on Rosh Hashanah. All done. So all of this is approach number one to solve our question. Let's review. Our Mishnah said there's four Rosh Hashanahs. The Brisa says, hey, what about the 16th of uh, the 16th of Nisan? And what about the 6th of Sivan? Our Mishnah excludes them. Repapa says that's because their chiv only starts during the day and not at night. Let's see if we can find another answer. Four lines from the bottom. Rav Shisha Bredar of Idi Omar, Kika Chashiv, when our Mishnah was deciding what to include, it was media de lotali b'maisa. The things that are included in our Mishnah are things that don't require an action to take place. But but had it been that there was an action that needed to be done, then it would be excluded. The barley needed to be brought on the 16th of Nisan, and the Shteyalechem needed to be brought on the 6th of Sivan, so therefore they're excluded. There's an Isra of Baal Te'acher. How do you solve the problem of Baal Te'acher? By bringing a korban. Says the Gemara, that's not correct. The way you violate Baal Tachar is by doing absolutely nothing. That's what the Gemara says, bottom line. Baal Tachar No, it automatically kicks in. The second you open your mouth and say, I want, I'm, I'm obligating myself in a shlaman, the second you do that, automatically kicked into action is that you need to wait for the Shalash Regal in order to violate that Israel. It's a classic example. And then the Gemara at the very top of Chesim and Aleph says, wait a second, what about Yovel? You have to blow the shofar, says the Gemara. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yes, you're right. The shofar is blown on the 10th. But remember the shita that we learned just a couple of lines ago. What does he say? When does Yovel start? On Rosh Hashanah. 
automatically without you blowing shofar. And that works out perfectly. So very good. That's answer number two. What's answer number three about why it is that our Mishnah counts for, even though we had the 16th of Nisan and the 6th of Sivan, says the Gemara, we're only including things in our Mishnah that are on Rosh Chodesh. So that's fine. Then you can exclude the 16th of uh, Nisan with the uh, with the Korban Omer, because that's not the first. You can exclude the sixth of Sivan. Says the Gemara, that's cute, but everybody knows that to be But what does our Mishnah say? Only Beishamai holds of Aleph of the month. So if you, Ravashi, if you want to tell me, I have a beautiful solution to everything, everything in our Mishnah is only going to be on a Rosh Hashanah, on an Aleph of Rosh Chodesh. So that's a problem because Beis Hillel holds that it's on Tu Bishvat and we don't paskin like Beis Shammai, we paskin like Beis Hillel. Says the Gemara, Hachi Kama. This is Pshat. Shloshel Adiriyakol. Really, Ravashi says, you're, you're absolutely right. So he just kind of backtracks one step. He says, three of them are without question. And Be'echad Bishvat Machlokes Beis Shammai Beis This is a very difficult answer. Ravashi says, yeah, no, I, I only partway mean my line, but, but we paskin like Beis Hillel for Tu Bishvat. So great, but once you're poskating like Beis Hillel for Tu Bishvat, why, why do you not then include the 16th of Nisan and the 6th of Sivan as Rosh Hashanahs for their respective halachic? So I'm asking, I'm asking a question on my own. I, it just pops off the page to me. The whole point of the argument was to not include those two things. So if you're going to tell me that everything's on Aleph of the month and you're wrong about it, so then, then, then the, your answer is not an answer. But the Gemara seems to not have a problem with it. Obviously, it means we're missing something. <laughs> the Gemara is not missing something. Maybe the Rishonim deal with it. I didn't have any time to look into it. Uh, but I think it's a reasonable question to ask. Says the Gemara, five lines down on Ches We saw in our Mishnah, Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shimon, Omrim, Be'echad, Betishrei, that there was a machlokas in regards to... Uh, I think what Rashi is saying in the end here is that which we say Arba Rosh Hashanah that's according to Beishama. But that the Gemara, that's like the Gemara is like incredulous I, about that. Like we don't pass it like Beishama. That's that's yeah, <laughs> Pashtas. But but the Gemara's question is it, it doesn't even give give enough credence no, to that. It doesn't uh, really, yeah. why why That seems to be Rashi saying the end. Yeah, but like the integrity of Ravashi's answer is ruined when he backtracks and says shloshel adivriyakol, but but really tu bishvat. Right. No, if you're saying tu bishvat counts. Rashi's answer is another way of saying exactly what you said. Right. It doesn't. Right, but he he didn't write it in a question. He didn't write it in a question form, but. I don't know. I don't know. It requires a little bit of effort. So our Mishnah quoted a machlokas about what, when the time of Meiser Behema was. So we've discussed this briefly, uh, that Meiser Behema, the way that it works is that, uh, let's say a person makes $100,000 in a year, so they have to give taxes on that, or they have to pay Meiser. Let's talk in halachic terms. You have to pay Meiser. Where do we measure that from? Is it from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah? Is it the fiscal year, right? You're going from July 1 until, how does, like, how does that work? Let's say in and the day after, you get a bump, you get a raise, you get a bonus. Or let's say the day after you get dinged, you, your taxes get paid. Like how do, how do we figure all that out? So when it comes to Meisr Behema, that's a machlokas in our Mishnah Daf Beis. The Mishnah Daf Beis says that according to some, it's in Tishrei, Aleph Tishrei. And according to some, it's in Aleph Elul. So that means that by that day, you look at how many animals were born. You have to know, you got to keep track. So 
We know that a lot of the animals that we see, they have earrings or clips or necklaces or bracelets, whatever they have. That's our halachic obligation. But there's a machlokas in regards to whether or not it's on Aleph Tishrei or if it's Aleph Elo. And let's learn as to where this machlokas comes from. Both of them, both shitas, the shita that says that Maeser Behema, the deadline is Aleph Tishrei, and the one who says that it's Aleph Elo is from the same pasuk. Here's what the Pasuk reads, lavshu the tzon are wearing karim, wearing garments. This is, we'll see is, is a metaphor for pregnancy. It's a time when the animals will conceive. Um, and let me just read this properly. Hold on one second. Where is it? What Pasuk is this? Is this Aleph? Oh, it's Aleph. So the tzon will be dressed up. Again, a metaphor for conception. It'll be when the valleys are filled with wild growths. They will make sounds. They'll even sing. Uh, this is a reference to the time of season, and we're not agricultural people. And when I drive through the cornfields of Illinois to go do circumcisions in the middle of nowhere, I do not roll down my windows. But what this is referring to is the rustling of the leaves in the wind, that it has a beautiful sound to them. That's what this part of the Pasuk means. So there's three parts of the Pasuk. The first one is a, a metaphor for conception of animals. The second is to reference that there's growth of vegetation in the valleys. And the third is that sound of rustling toward the end of the harvesting season. Now, let's see how the, the Tanoim look at this. Rav Meir Savar, Amos, I love Shukarm Hatzon. When is it that the love Shukarm Hatzon, that the Tzon conceived? That's Bisman She'amokim Yatfuvar. That's when we see the growth of, um, when we see the growth of vegetation in this particular valley. When is that? Be'adar. So the animals are misabros be'adar. The mating season is in adar. Ve'yoldos be'av. And therefore, Rosh Hashanah shelahem, elo. He looks at part one of the Pasuk. He says part one happens during part two of the Pasuk. And we have yet to understand part three. We'll get there soon. Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shimon, Omer, Amos, I love shukarim hatzon. When do we say is the time? When is the mating season of these animals? It's not in Ava'amakim Yatubar, but rather, Bizman she'yisro'a'u afyashiru at the time when the harvest, this is a later part of the year, a later time in the year, it's like a month later, which is Tishrei. When is that? That is Benisan. So if that's the case, then Misabros Benisan, instead of the Shita of Reb Meir, where they conceived in Ada, they conceived in, Nis, they conceived in Nisan, the Yoldos Pe'el, they'd have their um, they'd have their children, progeny, they'd have their progeny on Rosh Hashanah Shalahem. That would, be, that would then be Tishrei. So that means that they're machlokas. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. It was a layup. It was a layup. So that then, and I did not think about this while I was preparing because I was too stressed, but it just hit me right now. So uh, what the Gemara is saying, they just have a machlokas, how to understand the Pasuk. Is the, is the conceiving time um, a little earlier when the vegetation is growing, or is it a little later when it's already rustling in the wind? That fully grown cornfield is what I'm envisioning. So that's teacher. So that's the machlokas between them. So the Gemara says, look, your analysis of the Pasuk one way or the other is great, but each of you ignored one of the sections of the Pasuk. Uh, you ignored the part of the Pasuk. 
it says that in the Pasuk as well, that it's at a time when you hear the rustling of the winds. What's that referring to? So it says the Gemara, a third of the way down, there were some animals that did conceive at that time, but that was not the normal mating time. It was normally the month of Adar, and that fits with his Shita. What about the second Shita, the Shita of Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shimon? According to you, you also forgot a part of the Pasuk. What about the fact that there should be vegetation growing? How do you explain that? So it says the Gemara, that was for the animals that conceived earlier than the normal mating season. And yes, you're right, there are some of those animals, but the primary month was, uh, was a month later. So it says the Gemara, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Here, the Pasuk has three parts. It says that love shu love shu that they'll conceive the amakim yatuvar and then it says there's going to be growth in the valley and then it says it's going to be rustling in the winds. So bishlam al Reb Meir, the way that Reb Meir learned the pasuk was step one leads to step two and then leads to step three. Kidechsiv, that's how the pasuk was written. First he said love shu charem hatzon. When when is that bizman sheamakim yatuvar the economy there are some animals that are Yisrael af yashir that conceive later very smooth pasuk that's a very smooth reading of the pasuk you learn section 1 section 2 and section 3 of the pasuk according to the way that they read the pasuk they read pasuk one, part 1 of the pasuk leads to part 3 of the pasuk they skipped part 2 so then ipcha the pasuk according to them should have been flipped it should have been 132 instead of 123 for the pasuk so it says the gemara it should have been love shukaram hatzon and then it should have said, which it doesn't, the economy. And then there are still those down mocking Yatubar, but it doesn't, the, the Pasuk, they, they learn the Pasuk out of order, Rebbe Lazar and Rebbe Shem. And that doesn't make sense. So the Gemara says, you're absolutely right. Ella, Omar Rabba, the Kule Alma, really everyone, Rebbe Meir on the one side and Rebbe Lazar and Rebbe Shem on the other, they agree, they agree that mating season is going to be an Adar, they agree. And that's not where their Machlokas is. So where is the machlokes in our Mishnah on Daf Beis as to when Maeser Behemoth should take place? That machlokes is unrelated. Really the machlokes that we have in our Mishnah between Rav Meir on the one side and Rav Lazar and Rav Shimon on the other is the famous Pasuk of Aser to Aser. And in this Pasuk says the Gemara, The Pasuk is speaking about two different types of Maeser. Echad Maeser Behemoth, Echad Maeser Dagan. One is talking about Meiser Behema. That's the topic of our Mishnah. Bechad Meiser Dagan, which is not the topic of our Mishnah. And the question is, how do we learn from one to the other? Rav Meir Savar. Rav Meir says, Makish Meiser Behema la Meiser Dagan. We can learn from our learn uh, something about Meiser Behema in our Mishnah from the world of Meiser Dagan. Ma Meiser Dagan. That at the time that it becomes ripe, that's when we do Maiser. That's talking about the month of Elul, which in harvesting season was when you brought everything into the house. I agree that there's a Hekish, and I agree, but it's based on something else. That when it comes to grains, so in conclusion, our machlokis is not about this pasuk and when the mating season is of the animals. That has nothing to do with this at all. We don't know how to properly compare when the pasuk says aser to aser. That when we try to make a comparison between Meiser Dagon and Meiser Behema, we don't know exactly how to make it. Do we make it based on when the animals are brought in? Or do we make it based on the halachic determination of Meiser Dagon, which is Tishrei? That's the machlokas in our Mishnah. And uh, the Gemara leaves us at the two dots. And we are three-fourths of the way down on Dav Chesim and Aleph. Let us continue. We said in our Mishnah, 
Be'echad betishrei Rosh Hashanah l'shanim. Famously, this is, you know, Rosh Hashanah, like we use the word Rosh Hashanah, right? So we're, you kind of get like swallowed in the terminologies here. This is like Rosh Hashanah, like we casually use the term. The Ma'hil Chasa. Why? What, what's the big deal? So it says the Gemara, because Amar Papa Lishtaros. This should sound familiar. The first sigya that we learned in the Masech, that was all about this. That we said that we, uh, when we write on things for the fourth year of the reign of King X, says the Gemara, it's also the Shtaros. People will say, what year is it? Well, Rosh Hashanah just passed. It's Tashin Pei Beis. So we do this now on Ksubas and on Gittin. We'll write this, you know, Chameshes, I love him, whatever. Like, like You're like familiar with the language. But Yom Echad, Lechodesh Nisan, whatever the case is. And then Chameshes, I love him, Shvame, Shmon, Mushtaim, Leminyan, Shana, Mon, and Khan, Be'er, Chicago. That's like the language we're used to. That's this. It's Lashtaros. That's what we're concerned about. That's why there's an Afkamina in regards to saying what year it is, 5782. We, again, we're going to avoid this sugya for now, that when you predate a document, it can be problematic. But if you post-date one, it can be okay. Don't take any halachic psak from this. We have to learn the sugya in full. Says the Gemara, wait a second. We learned in our Mishnah, we already... What did we say? What did we just say here? We said Aleph Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for years. And why? Because of Shtaros. And then a second later in our Mishnah on that base, uh, it said that uh, Rosh Hashanah Lamalachim was Echad Benisan. So which one is it? Not only that, Ve'amrinan, we even said to Taich our Mishnah back in the day on that base, Lamaihil Chasav Amrav Chizal Shtaros. So which one is it? Is the Shtar concerned from the kings? And it's Aleph Nisan, or is the star concerned for the years, like we know it, Tafshin Pei Beis, and therefore it should be Aleph Tishrei, says the Gemara, Lo Kashia, Kan Lamalchi Yisrael, Kan Lamalchi Umosola. It depends. For the Yidden, it's going to be one. For the Gaim, it's going to be another. For the Yidden, it's going to be Aleph Tishrei. That's our year. And for the Kings, it's always going to be Aleph Nisan, all the Marim Mekomos we saw many blood ago. Says the Gemara, hold on one second. Elahada Amar Rebchizah, Rebchizah Tada Halacha, Lo Shanu Ela Lamalchi Yisrael. We learned as a caveat to our Mishnah that when we say that it's Aleph Nisan or it's Aleph Tishrei, whichever it was, that's only Lamalchi Yisrael. That when it comes to Malchi Yisrael, Olam, it's always going to be Tishrei. So says the Gemara, Rav Chiza, Mas Nisan Asa You just answered me three lines ago, Lokasha. This is talking about that and that is talking about this. But but if that's how we're explaining the two parts of our Mishnah, then why does Rav Chiza and Dav Gimel say something that's obvious in a Mishnah. You're, you're, Amorayim don't waste their words. He didn't give shear on a topic that everybody knew about. This was basic juxtaposing of two Mishnahis and every little kid in, in Yeshiva back in the day knew how to answer these Mishnahis. Oh, that dates from Malchi Yisrael and that dates from Malchi Yisrael. So that's what the Gemara is saying. Wait a second. Ella, is it actually the case? Ella, ha, the Amar of Chizda, when Rav Chizda made the distinction of Lo Shanu, it's coming to teach me the ABCs of a Mishnah. No way. Can't be. Says Gemar Lo. That's not what Rav Chizda is coming to teach you. What is he coming to teach you? Rav Chizda, Kroy He was coming to teach us how to understand uh, the Psukim that led up to this. And we'd have to look back on Dav Gimel to see how he touched everything. But that's what Rav Chizda was doing. No, he wasn't teaching us what the Din was. He was teaching us how we got to that distinction. Some say, no, uh, Rav Chizda wasn't talking about this at all. And really, our Mishnah is totally different. Uh, this is a difficult answer in the Gemara. But Rav Chizda, Rav Chizda, Amar, that's Kufa. Rav Zera says that the Alev Tishrei of our Mishnah wasn't talking about Shtaros at all. It was talking about the starts of seasons. The Rabbi Lazarhi, and that's rooted, Rabbi Zera, the Amoru, was rooted in Rabbi Eliezer, the Tana, who said, and that was the first season. And we know that there are four seasons. We are currently turning seasons right now. 
So we're, with that all starts in Tishrei. That all starts in the month of Tishrei. And it's approximately the case because Tishrei is effectively very close to fall. It doesn't always line up that way here because uh, we have the, the 29 days that we sometimes add to the calendar. And we will, uh, we will understand next year uh, when Tishrei hits that it will be significantly later in the year. And I hope not colder, but if history is a, anything to learn from, it'll probably be colder. So all of this is approach number one. We tried the Shtaros one. We got a little confused with Rebchiza, and Rebchiza had a different approach entirely, that maybe he's just saying that it's not about Shtaros at all, and maybe it's really only about Tkufos, about the seasons. Rav Nachman Bar Kamar the Din. Really, Aleph Tishrei is all about Din. This already is reminiscent of the way that we look at the world. We all, we have the month of Elul, it builds up to Tishrei, and that is the month of Din. Okay. So says the Gemara, famous Pasuk from the beginning of the year until the end of the year. Wow. From the beginning of the year, it is judged what will be in the end of the year. Not, not the other way. It's not, it's not the Musar way of like, I'm going to say at the end of the year what you did in the beginning. The din is that from Rosh Hashanah, your year will be dictated which is an unbelievable idea and is terrifying and comforting all at the same time. So that's what the Gemara says. That's Pshat is, says the Gemara, that's beautiful, but the Pasuk doesn't say that it's Tishrei, the Tishrei, who could, could be any time of the year. Maybe it's Nisan. We don't know when it is. So it says the Gemara, it has to be at a time that, uh, that it's going to be by Tkias Shofar. And that's Bekesa, the Yom Chagin. What does Bekesa mean? Ezehu Chag, turning to the top of Chesem and Beis. What is the holiday, Shachodesh, Miskasebo, at a time when the moon is covered? doesn't literally mean covered. It means that the moon is most difficult to see. What holiday has a very, very, very small sliver of the moon? Havayom is the Rosh Hashanah, because there are no other holidays that start then, right? When you look at, at the sky on the night of Sukkot, you're going to see a full moon, a perfect full moon almost perfect. I mean, down to minutes already. It's so perfect. Same exact thing is going to be true Pesach and, uh, Pesach and Sukkot. And Shavuos is day six. You'll already see a growing moon because this liver is growing. You're six days into the month. So it should be, in theory, one-third full by six days in, approximately. A little bit more, says the Gemara. Not only that, we'll see the Pasuk continues. And in that month, there's a there's a chok for Yisrael and a mishpat for Yaakov. So we see that there's din, that there's judgment in those days. And therefore, we that we're talking about Aleph Tishrei being a day of din. Let's analyze this Pasuk a little bit more. and the rabbis have taught us, What do we know from that part of the Pasuk? It says, That the Bezin Shalmala cannot hold court upstairs. This is already a, a remarkably powerful idea of the power of the Yid to control the calendar. When people come in with proper edus, only then is the month Mishadesh. And only then does the Bezdin Shalmala open its doors to begin Din. That's what the Gemara says here. It's Malamech in Bezdin Shalmala Nechnasin Ladin. And they cannot start their proceedings upstairs. And Tanya Idach, we have another Brisa about the same Pasuk. What do we learn for the first part of this Pasuk? I only know that the Jews are going to be judged. How do I know that the non Jews will be judged as well? Says the Gemara. 
Talmudomar mishpat leelokei Yaakov. That there will be there'll there'll be a mishpat from the elokei Yaakov, from the God of Yaakov. It's a double language. One's Israel, one's Yaakov. So one's talking about the Jews, one's talking about the non-Jews. Imkain ma Talmudomar kichok Israel. What I don't understand. What's with all the weird language then? If both of them have seemingly Jewish words, it's Yisrael and Yaakov, and one means Jew, one means Goy. Then why do we have this language? Lamed says the Gemara she Yisrael nichnasin tchila ladin. That when it comes to the annual, uh, uh, the annual uh, walk before Hakadosh Baruch Hu, as it were, we go before Hakadosh Baruch Hu like his flock. The Jews go first, and the goyim go second. Says the Gemara, Kidder Rav Chizda. This is like the opinion of Rav Chizda. Rav Chizda, Melech v'Tzibur. If you have a king and its people, Melech nichnas chila ledin. And then the Melech has to go, uh, you know, meet the board, as it were. So then the Melech would go first and the people would go second. That it should be first the judgment of his servant. And then the servant's nation, my time. What is the reason why the Yid goes first? It's not appropriate for the Melech in the Mashal. For the Melech to go to be waiting, uh, to make the king stand outside. Avray means outside. There's another reason why the Melech goes first, which is before Akadosh Baruch Hu gets angry with all of the people, he doesn't want that anger to spill over onto the leader of those people. First, meet the king and then go and meet the people. Says the Gemara, one third of the way down, we said that when it comes to Shemitah, uh, that the, the date is uh, is going to be Aleph Nisan. So it says the Gemara Minalan. How do we know? Not Aleph Tishrei. Excuse me. How do we know? Says the Gemara. That's pasuk number one. In the seventh year, there's going to be a Shabbason, but we still don't know what month it's in. So it says the Gemara. We have a Gzera Shabbashana Shana Mitishrei. The pasuk says like we just saw on the bottom of the previous page, which we proved was talking about Tishrei. So we have a Gzera Shava from the world of, of Uvashana to Meireshi Sashana. So it says the Gemara, very good, but I could have given you another Gzera Shava. There's another Pasuk that references another month that also has the word Shana in it. Shana Shana Nisan. Hashana. Oh, so not a Raya. Maybe we then could have said that because of the word Shana, that really the, that the Rosh Hashanah for Shemitah should actually be Nisan. Says the Gemara, no, the, the, uh, the comparison you're recommending is not a good one. And here what we're going to do is show why we prefer the, the Gzei Roshava that we just mentioned about Tishrei, as opposed to the Gzei Roshava that we suggested about Nisan. Dunin, when we make a Gzei Roshava, we prefer the Gzei Roshava to be halfway down on Ches Mebez, Shana She'eni Machodashim, Mishana She'eni Machodashim. We want the two psukim to be similar. So the Pasuk we started with by Shemitah has the word Shana, but not the word Chodesh. The Pasuk by Tishrei also has the word Shana, but not the word Chodesh. That's what the Gemara means, that done in Shana She'eni Machodashim, a Pasuk that says Shana, but not Chodashim. And we prefer to learn that with another Pasuk, however, we don't want to compare our Pasuk by Shemitah, which has Shana, but not Chodashim. They ain't done a She'eni Machodashim, which is our Pasuk by Shemitah, Mishana She'eshi Machodashim, uh, where we uh, where we don't have shemitah. Well, uh, we're going to do just a drop more, and then we'll stop. Really, we're starting a new sugya, but I don't. I just want to get closer to the bottom of the page, uh, and then we'll stop. Says the Gemara Yovlos, as we've already discussed this briefly. We discussed this machlokas if Yovel starts on Aleph Tishrei, which was the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel Ben Osho of Yochanan Ben Baroka, or the sheet of the Rabbanon that seems to hold that it doesn't start until the tenth. 
uh, and we'll see a, uh, like David asked, there's like a provocative uh, uh, explanation, not explanation, a, a provocative highlight inside of the Gemara as to what those 10 days look like. It says the Gemara, Yovlos, how can you say it's Bechad B'tishrei? After all, Yovlos B'yud B'tishrei, the Pasuk says it has to be on Yom Kippur, B'yom HaKippurim Ta'avi Rushofar. That's when the Yovel starts on day 10, says the Gemara Hamani. Who is the opinion of our Mishnah that says it's Aleph Tishrei, as we already saw for the third time today? Rabbi Shmuel Benol Shav Yochanan Ben Barokahi. He's the one who says that it starts on Aleph Tishrei. The Rabbanan still hold it starts on the 10th. The Tanya, the Brysa writes, Let's see what the Brysa looks at this Pasuk and it says, You should sanctify the 50th year. What do we learn from this? Says the says the Bryce. Because it says maybe I might have thought lo I might have thought, says the Gemara, that maybe the kedusha, the sanctity, only begins on uh, Yom Kippur. This Brisa is black on white that Yovel starts on Rosh Hashanah. Nothing to talk about. It's very clear. You might have thought it started on Yom Kippur. You're wrong. It starts on Aleph Tishrei. Very, very clear. Mikan, from this b'risa, Amar Rabbi Shmuel, Benosh, Rabbi Yochanan, Ben Baroka, Rosh Hashanah, Ad Yom HaKippurim, Lo Hayu Avadim Niftarin Levatehen. It was a weird time even for him. It was technically no longer going to be the case. It was a, it was a Yovel year. So it, it was Yovel, but the shofar hadn't blown yet because once the shofar blows, then everyone goes free and everything goes back to its original owners. So here's what Rabbi, what Rabbi Shmuel Benosh Rabbi Yochanan Memeroka describes. From the first of the year till the 10th, they couldn't leave their homes, but uh, this dichotomy, right? They're, they didn't have to work but, but they were still stuck in the people's homes. They couldn't go to their homes yet. They were thrilled. This is the 10-day party before they get to go home. They were wearing crowns, which was typically something that only the owners would wear, but they were on their way out. So that's what the Bryce says. And he says that once we got to Yom Kippur, then they would finally blow the shofar on the tent on Yom Kippur. And Niftiru Avadim Levatain the Sados Chodros Levaale. Oh, very good. Last line for tonight, and we'll end a little cryptically, and we'll pick up tomorrow with some clarity on this. What about the rabbis? What do the rabbis hold? The rabbis were of the opinion that Yovel doesn't even start until the 10th. So they say, Shonim Atomekadesh. They only uh, would sanctify the shanim, the years, but they would not sanctify the months. What does that mean? What does that mean at all? Well, you'll have to come back tomorrow night to learn a little bit more so we can see the brisa that speaks about their shita. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Yeah.